I really want to go bedroom. It's like, can I go bedroom? Okay, they tell me code, and I'm coming like, two bedroom, all gender, all gender. It's like, what is this? Where I have to go? <laughs> First time I see it, like, I stop like, is it true what he's saying, that there's a direct targeting of Muslim children? Are you seeing this? 100%. In Dearborn, as a school board meeting is shut down early by the fire marshal. It was a scene of absolute pandemonium at the Dearborn school board meeting this evening as hundreds of parents came out. We will get to all of those stories in just a moment, but first, our top story tonight. A Sammamish City leader resigns following his comments against the LBGTQ community. People to get educated on polygyny, for example. You think mm. they'd allow this in the schools? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. Alhamdulillah, brothers and sisters, we've acquired the future Dean Center property and we want to get the masjid open first. It's all coming along. We're installing the doors. We can make wudu. We've installed the carpets. We have many details to finish up but it's coming along, alhamdulillah. We need a new roof, we need new windows, and we need a minbar, that's right. We need a minbar for the masjid. Now, if all of you want to be a part of history and help build a house of worship, build a masjid for the sake of Allah, so Allah, the Creator, can build for you a house in Jannah, click the link below, donate right now. May God Almighty Allah reward all of you. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum, greetings of peace. How are you guys doing? It's good to have you with us here. Imagine sending your child to go learn reading and math. And then next thing you know, it looks like they're looking at a, a book of pornography. You would say, what? Yeah, it's becoming something that's part of the curriculum. And you have Muslims and Christians coming together and other people of consciousness. And this is a tragedy for some. Some are getting very upset about it because people are speaking out and they're using that freedom of speech that we have to peacefully speak out. So we're going to be with somebody here today. I have a guest who's on the front lines. He's going to bring us up to speed on what's happening with the sexualization of the children, the Muslims and Christians coming together to work together on this with my next guest, Sheikh Mustafa Omar. <laughs> When I was ready to talk about it, I would only talk to you. I was explaining how much respect I have for the faith of Islam. Welcome to the Dean Show, the Dean Show. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How you been? I've been pretty good. How was Alhamdulillah. Uh, you just came back from Bosnia? I just came back from Bosnia. It was a great trip. Uh, you had some chivape, some budek, some I did. Uh, baklava. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Fantastic food, really nice people. A uh, lot of lessons to learn, historical lessons. Some mm -hmm. great and some very sad. Yeah. Uh, some very sad. You visited also uh, the Srebrenica, Srebrenica area there. We saw the building. We saw the graves. We yeah. saw the buildings in Mostar that had been bombed and shelled right next to our four-star hotel. There's a building that's completely demolished uh, from the you know blockade that was taking place. So when you learn about that history that happened, 92 to 95. It's uh, it's crazy. There's so many lessons to, to learn, but you can when you witness it and you see it, it really it hits home. It goes to your heart. 
This is like the um, Jerusalem of Europe. Exactly. Bosnia, would you e agree? Exactly, right? exactly. And you know, people were witnessing and watching this on TV. They saw Sarajevo being surrounded. Literally, people are crossing the street and they're being sniped. In a, in a modern contemporary city with, with cameras you know, being broadcast on the news all around the world. And it took three years for anyone to even do anything. Mm -hmm. The United Nations stood by and pretty much did nothing. So it's a pretty sad incident in the history of the modern world. I don't know if you've heard of the reporter, investigative journalist C.J. Wheelerman, if you've heard of him. No. Uh, he did a report that they were doing safari hunting. And it's one that has been kept completely hidden from view for the past 30 years. That is until now. That is until a former U.S. government official came forward recently to testify that wealthy Western tourists paid Bosnian Serb army forces for access to shoot Muslims in Sarajevo when the city was under siege during the early 1990s, making this the kind of human safari that you see only in a dystopian Hollywood movie. But the horror that happened in Bosnia was no screenplay. It was real. And these grisly details have been revealed in the soon-to-be-released documentary Sarajevo Safari. Ja sam iz njegovog iskaza shvatio da se tu radi o jednom safariju na ljude i da su ljudi koji dakle dolaze s tim motivom jedna nova morbidna vrsta snajperista koji plaćaju da ubijaju. Jesti srbni koski šocijen koliko je bila cijena samo vrijeme je bilo grozno drago. You know people safari hunt for animals so according to him um, he looked into this and he had some witnesses and what not uh, I saw this report that he did that people were flying in from other countries mm. and just like you, how you're describing, you have Sarajevo, it's surrounded, right? Yeah. So people are coming. So for people that know safari hunting, this is where you go to South uh, Africa or places and you're, and you're going to shoot down the animals, And they're right? hunting humans. And people are paying to go ahead and snipe Muslims. This, this is insanity. This, huh? is, this is when you know people have literally gone above and beyond any type of basic humanity and consciousness at all. Yeah, subhanAllah, it's crazy. And I usually recommend people, because they travel here, there, everywhere, to uh, put it on your destination. Absolutely. To go to Bosnia. Huh? Would Absolutely. You, it, you, it, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's, it's, uh, it's not that expensive. It's a beautiful place. It has clean water, clean, uh, they say the cleanest water, cleanest air, best forests in Europe. You got Islamic history there. You got your halal food. You got Muslims there. And there's so much important history to learn, modern and his and, and and classical history. Beautiful country, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm not just saying that because uh, that's where my family's from, but yeah. <laughs> when you were just there and it you really reminded is. me of it, so we're talking about it, and uh, I really like when people go and they experience that. Yeah. You get to hear the adhan. You're you're around. It's, it's right? so beautiful, man. Uh -huh. See the old masjids, feel the adhan, see you know, see the people. It's it's really really amazing. Yeah, Michelle. beautiful. So. Another thing, how, bring us on to speed. There's a, there's a lot going on now uh, with this whole movement. It seems like you were you were talking about this um, individual, uh, Green, what's his name? Uh, Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, he's one of the main uh, people behind the Intercept uh, news. It's yeah. a big deal. He's an investigative reporter uh, who himself is gay. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about recently. He had a clip about how. The, the rainbow movement has just gotten completely out of hand because now they're in a position of power. And he was basically making the point that when people are in positions of power and authority, they begin to go and oppress those people who are in weaker positions. Mm -hmm. So it's easy when you're not in the position of power to say like, you know what, look at these people who are in power, they're oppressing all of us. But then when you get in a position of authority and power, 
you start doing the same thing and this is exactly what's happening with the movement and when it's gotten taken it's been taken too far when it's basically the idea to that you must accept this type of behavior this life type of lifestyle you must accept it as being a normal uh, manifestation of you know humanity and you're forced to accept that and if you don't then you're going to be penalized for it that's an abuse and a misuse of power and that's what's happening today i, I just want to make a disclaimer because obviously we're in america you know the, pretty much uh you're you're a learning man there's a thing called what freedom of uh, religion yes and freedom of speech freedom of speech so we're not uh, calling towards uh, any violence or not at all anything Never. that would be breaking any kind of laws we're just informing practicing these two things yep. freedom of religion freedom of speech this is part of the constitution right exactly yeah exactly. Uh, so i just wanted to make that disclaimer yeah and i wanted you to get your opinion because this goes into what we're talking about in dearborn as a school board meeting is shut down early by the fire marshal it was a scene of absolute pandemonium at the Dearborn School Board meeting this evening as hundreds of parents came out to protest a handful of books that are in the school libraries. Books that some parents say are pornographic. It's called This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson and it has some, uh, like, chapter 9, the ins and outs of gay sex. Decorum was lost inside the school board meeting as parents yelled and screamed demanded to be heard. That's when the fire marshal stepped in. Is it true what he's saying, that there's a direct targeting of Muslim children? Are you seeing this? 100%. 100%, not like 90%, Not. This is 100%. I was informed about this in California in my local school district, Santa Ana and Anaheim School District, where we have a lot of uh, Muslim refugees coming from different countries. Some of them, their native language is not even English. So they have, uh, they speak, you know, uh, they're from Afghanistan, so they speak Pashto or whatever other languages. They're from Syria, so they speak Arabic. And what happened was one of my friends, a Christian friends, she forwarded me, uh, she's a teacher in the school district, so she forwarded me, uh, Brenda, she's been on your, your, your yeah, show before. Brenda Lipsack. Yeah, right? Brenda Lipsack. So she forwarded me years ago, this is years ago, uh, a curriculum for the school system, which is basically in Arabic, in Pashto, in all these different languages that Muslims are speaking, and it's talking about how, yeah, you might have heard, you know, someone might have told you that, like, in the Quran, it talks, you know, it's against homosexuality or saying that it's sinful, you shouldn't do it. But that's actually, that's actually not true. And they start quoting verses from the Quran to like twist it around and justify it in the native language. So, you know, you don't even have that, you didn't even have that stuff in English yet. And it's already being translated into Arabic, into Pashto, in, into like different languages where they're clearly targeting the Muslim community. And I think the reason why they're doing that is because people who are coming from those countries, they have a, a good foundation of like Islamic ethics in them. And they're like, well, we need to get to these people. We need to get to their kids very quickly before they can, you know, say something or do something or whatever it is. So it is a, definitely a brainwashing campaign that has been planned out for years. And it's been launched actually in California for years. And now we're starting to see it in all the other states. So I'm getting I'm getting news reports from, from Muslims in, in every other state that say, hey, this is what's happening now. I'm like, well, this is what's been happening in California for the past five years, six years, maybe mm -hmm. even ten years. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, is is the alliance? Are the alliances growing now with with Christians and Muslims? Uh, Christians who are fed up with this. I know Patrick Ben David. He was actually trying to get Muslims. This is what I like. He was going in a really good direction, and mm -hmm. he was had some um, Christian higher up on his program. And he was talking about okay, let's let's look past some of the differences, mm -hmm. but 
there is not too many. I mean, there are some. Mm. Obviously, we don't believe, you know, that Jesus is God, Son of God. There's only one God. Okay, we don't have to get into to mm. all that right now. We can get the elephant out of the room, right? Exactly. Muslims believe in pure monotheism, and we love Jesus, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now, let's save the kids. Exactly. So he was kind of saying a similar thing. Exactly. Uh, are we seeing this now? We're, Brenda Lipsack is, is a good example. Of that yes. she's a Christian. She's somebody who's been on the program before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're 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 exactly seeing this. And you know, after nine eleven, there was uh, you know uh, discrimination. There was Islamophobia. It was kind of like there was a suspicion against Muslims uh, by especially the Christian right. We're seeing that now. We're seeing this as an opportunity for kind of changing this entire thing around. And I'm seeing this happening. So at school board meetings. We have Muslims and Christians both speaking up, and sometimes the Muslims are, are are the most vocal ones at the board meetings. And I have like Christian, my Christian friends are reaching out and saying like, you know what, you guys are you guys are like role models for us. You know, like the way in which you're addressing this issue, uh, the way in which you're concerned for your kids. We're so happy. We wish we would see even more from the community. We need to work together. Uh, I had uh, there was this new navigating differences document that came out from many scholars and everything. Uh, one of my uh, Christian friends reached out and said, you know what, I wish we had something like this from the Christian church or all the different churches kind of got together and signed it. I wish uh, one of my rabbi's friends told me, I wish we had something where we could have like 200 rabbis signing a document saying, hey, this is what we state about, you know, the uh, uh, homosexuality about gender nonconformity. These are our principles, and this is where we don't compromise, and this is where we draw the line. I wish we had something like that. So people are looking at the Muslim community and saying, "Wow, like you know, these guys really have, have taken the next step." And I, th- I, th- I think that's because, for some reason, I think Muslims are very, I think they're a little bit extra concerned about what's going to happen to their children. And now that the children, you know, Muslims have have always been a little bit concerned about this. From even an adult perspective, but now you're talking about your kids, you know, and Muslims are very, the family values are very strong. So when it's like someone's doing this to your kids, it's like, listen, man, you're going to discriminate against me. You're going to say some bad stuff about me. Okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to say some stuff, but you do that to my kids. You've crossed a red, red line. Now I'm not going to be quiet. Now I need to speak up. Now this is way too far. You don't mess with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm seeing happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Christians um, and others, they're seeing Muslims who are not afraid. Some are, but more are coming out. We have more of a stance against this. Like um, recently you had also uh, the Patrick uh, Ben David, he had uh, Habib. He was interviewing Habib. Mm. And then he asked Habib, how many genders are there? Right. <laughs> Here is like, I see only women and men. There is no, yeah. no between. Got it. Got it. No between. Mandy kids, you know. <laughs> he asked Habib that, and and then Habib obviously gave him a, a direct answer, um, and he kind of broke it down. He gave a nice story, but when he was going to the bathroom, and now he was trying to figure out which one to go into, and he had to knock. A couple weeks ago, and I was in California. I was like on coffee shop. It's like. I really want to go bedroom. It's like, can I go bedroom? Okay, they told me code, and I'm coming like two bedroom, all gender, all gender. It's like, what is this? Where I have to go? <laughs> First time I see it, like I stop, like I I, I stay like five seconds there, like where's woman, where's man? 
I lock the door. <laughs> Anybody inside? <laughs> okay. It's like, I don't know. But. Uh, so they, they, they respect that. It's kind of something that, um, but uh, what do you suggest? Because over time, people get desensitized, right? Yep. You keep, you, you, if people don't speak up, what's that statement that if good people do nothing, this is, this is when um, uh, evil can spread? Exactly, right? exactly. And that's very similar to a statement of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He said that anyone who sees some evil or sees yeah. something wrong happening, you know, they should fix it with their hand if they're able to, you know, in the right way, legally and all that stuff. But if you can't and you're not able to do that, and you fix it with your tongue. I Meaning, you got to speak out against it. Yeah. You got to say something because if no one says anything or no one does anything, or if it doesn't even bother you in your heart, then it's like, how is society going to change? Who's who's going to who's going to uh, you know correct these things? Yeah. So yeah, we have it, to do. It, that. Is it because there's funding? Because obviously, even people at these board meetings, when people have gotten up and they start to read from some of these books, mm -hmm. the explicit details of you know the penetration, and then showing, even showing on in the news reports when they mm -hmm. go to show this, uh, the private uh, genitalia of the male, the female, and then them getting into action and whatnot, the news media they'll blur this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, or they'll tell the person who's at the board meeting speaking out of the details that in some of these books, mm. and then they'll tell them to stop. So you'll tell them to stop at the board meeting, and then you also blur this out on TV, but then you expect for the little minds of children to go ahead and be exposed to this. Exactly. This is evil. Exactly. You know. uh, what, 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 what are the arguments? What are, what are the other side of arguments to excuse some of this? What are they saying, basically? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, their explanation is, oh, well, this is the reality of what's happening, right? right? So this is, this is simply what, what people do, and since it exists, then we should just go ahead and expose the children to it. Yeah. It's a false argument, because mm -hmm. it's, it's like saying, you know what, okay, pornography exists in the world, but does that mean you're going to be like, oh, because it exists in the world, should we show it to children? You know, should we even show it to the average adult? Did you put it on put it on public television? That's not the way that it works, because you know there's there's uh, there's so many crimes, there's so many bad things that happen in the world. Do you want to go and like explicitly show this to every single person and like flash it in front of them? It's going to go into their mind, it's going to go into their heart, and then it becomes something that's completely normalized for them. So that's that's a very weak argument, right? I think there's just double standards. Mm -hmm. The double standards is that, you know what, there are so many other things which you'll censor out. You're not going to allow children to use foul language in your classroom, right? And at the same time, people use a lot of bad language. They use a lot of bad words. So do you put in the in the kindergarten book, do you put in like the, the little book about, you know, the bears coming and like visiting the household? Are they cussing each other out with the F word and all that stuff? You don't see that. You say, well, that's part of reality too. Why do you censor that? You censor it because you know that's not appropriate for children, let alone being appropriate for adults. But yeah, it exists in the world. But we're like, no, we don't, we don't want our kids to, to learn that behavior because then they're going to think it's normal if little bear cusses out the other you know baby bear or father bear or mama bear or whatever it is then the kids are going to start imitating that so they're like we don't want that ha to happen but when you start showing the same thing you see like you know male bear coming and getting married to another male bear you don't think that's going to also normalize it for them and they're like well this is i can go ahead and do this mm -hmm. you know so that's exactly what the agenda is but it's a very double standard it's a hypocritical agenda and that's where we need to you know we need to call that part out how did it even get so far that you got to a point where uh know and we talked about this before but for the people who sometimes they don't think but it's just so obvious like uh, you need to be a certain age to go to the military to get a tattoo mm -hmm. you need your parents permission even to get a passport you need to have two parents there 
uh, and the list goes on for uh, R-rated movie, explicit, you need an adult, and uh, driver's license, uh, alcohol, tobacco, you need to be a certain age. Yep. But now they're pushing this stuff on the kids with the puberty blockers. They're pushing this thing on with uh, children now at a young age getting indoctrinated, and they want to hit them just at that right, ripe age mm -hmm. so then they can go ahead and you know help them to make the transition, that transitioning now. Mm -hmm. And they're making it illegal, is it, that somebody, what do they call it, this um, conversion therapy? Yeah. If you want to talk someone out of it, but you can. You yeah, can, I, it's not the best. It's not the right term, but that's yeah. that's the pejorative term uh -huh. when they want to attack it. They call it conversion therapy. Yeah. You know, even reparative therapy. So you're not allowed to use that word. But basically, it's somebody who says, you know, I these are my thoughts that I have, and I don't want to have these thoughts, right? Yeah. And say, well, you're not allowed to do that. So if you have the thoughts that are in line with having gender dysphoria, then your thoughts are encouraged. If you have thoughts and say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, change into a different gender, but I'm having these thoughts. Can you help me remain where I am? And the answer is like, no, that'll be like conversion therapy. Like in the 1950s, they used to shock people or whatever. No one yeah. does that anymore. No. Right. But no, it's, it's, it's banned and it's illegal. And, you know, you're looked down upon and we can't help you in that. We, yeah. can, we can help you transition. We can't help you detransition after you've transitioned, and we can't help you remain there if these are kind of the feelings that you have, or even give you any advice. Whatever you decide, whatever you want, even if you're a little kid, whatever you feel like, you go with your feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, in Islam we call that you know your desires, your your hawa, right? So it's like you do whatever you feel like, and I think that's part one root cause of the problem. You know, yeah. second root cause of the problem, which you know you might have been alluding to, is there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in operations there's a lot of money in hormones there's a lot of money in you know you're going to be on a hormone therapy for the rest of your life you know so mm, uh, follow the money huh? follow if you follow the money the, board, the boards now in these schools mm. who are allowing the books and everything mm. do they get a certain amount of funding at the same time so now there's also money involved i, w I i'm not sure but Nothing would surprise me yeah. because if you look at the economic meltdown that happened 2008 2009 it it came out Late, like much later, that uh, you know these Harvard professors uh, of economics were being paid by the corporations yeah. uh, to say that you know this type of practice you know is allowed of you know derivatives and you know uh, modifying uh, what these uh, you know mortgages are worth or not worth whatever. So th there's a lot of a lot of this stuff happens in history, and then we find out about it later. So it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if something like this came out. I think there's also a lot of pressure on politicians, on school teachers, from the power structure, which is which is dominated by the rainbow movement now. That if you don't accept this, then you're a you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, you're a this, you're discriminating, uh, you're just like you're you're equivalent to being a racist basically today, and. And we're going to expose you, and we're going to cancel you, and we're going to destroy your life, and we're going to destroy your family. And it's like there's there's a lot of threats taking place. So I think a lot of people are just very afraid to do anything, to say anything, even if they have in their heart, they're like, yeah, this is probably not good for kids, but I can't risk my whole career, or I can't risk my whole, you know, everything that I'm doing. So people are really afraid, and I think that fear. Uh, from from people who have just like a just general understanding of of how humans should be, that fear is is contributing to this problem. Have you had any doctors now that, because if you look at a person's DNA, uh, you had um, 
you guys had at your masjid not too long ago. You were actually speaking about this. You had a, you had a, a medical doctor there, also yes. talking from a, a scientific perspective. You were you guys are really covering all the different um, uh, avenues on this. Ha, have you had doctors who had to um, now because again your religion preaches opposite to it, right? Mm-hmm. So now in this situation, have you had because you're somebody who's um, you're also the the head of the um, religious. Uh, you're the imam of the Islamic uh, Center of uh, Irvine. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, have any medical doctors come to you and say, "I'm I'm in a tight position. I could lose my my uh, my job." Get, or anything. get it all the time. Oh, you do. This is not Give new. Some, some this example. is not new. This is uh, eight years. Okay. Maybe nine. Maybe ten. Ten more than ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they many many doctors have come, especially endocrinologists who are you know the issue hormones. Uh, they prescribe hormones. I have pharmacists that come to me and say, "Hey, we are, you know, we're, we're people come and pick up their prescription uh, of the hormones. Am I allowed to sell to them? What if I didn't write the prescription? Should I give it to them? I don't know what they're using it for. If I know what they're using it for, it's happening all the time. And what happened was, like several years ago, at least in California, there was a new no opt out policy. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, like over a decade ago, uh, doctors could opt out." And they could say, listen, this is against my religious beliefs. I cannot perform this surgery uh, for, you know, gender change, you know, outward change or whatever it is. I cannot do this uh, sex sex reassignment surgery. But then the insurance companies came and said, hey, they're not allowed to opt out anymore. And, And this is where the problem lies. So you're not allowed to opt out on many things. So doctors are not allowed to opt out on something, even if they say this goes against my religious values. Counselors therapists are not allowed to opt out and say listen i cannot um you know if like if, if, if a gay married couple comes to you and says listen you know i'm a family therapist this is my training but like you know i can't this is not my field to like really help a gay couple because this is uh, you know the idea of you know gay a gay couple is not within my my religious values you're going to be penalized if you try to opt out and you can't get a religious exemption to this. So it's very strange because there's there's a level of hypocrisy. It is very state by state, but there's a level of hypocrisy in society. So like, for example, Catholics uh, are against abortion. This is pretty clear. So there's there's laws where Catholic doctors can opt out of performing abortions by saying, hey, this is against our religion. So, yeah. you know, whatever you, whatever the state's going to do and Roe v. Wade and whatever happened and everything, this is something that goes against our religion. We're going to do all the other aspects of our medical job very well. We're good at what we do, but this is not something that we're going to do. And they have uh, opt-out clauses in, in different states and all that stuff. But when it comes to something like this, you're not allowed to opt out. It doesn't matter what your religion says. You're not allowed to opt out. You're not allowed to opt out. So that's, that's a, You said that's a new... This, yeah, this is this is fairly new within the last decade, and mm-hmm. more and more laws are being passed about no opting out for anything related to the alphabet rainbow movement, whatever mm-hmm. whatever we want to describe it as. So everything from the medical profession, from the psychology profession, from your children uh, receiving this education, you know, being taught this in schools. There, there's every state. There's there's battles for. There will be no opt-out policy. So, what happens to a Muslim doctor or a Christian doctor who now has a patient in front of him, and that patient wants to uh, remove their genitalia? It's a it's a male, and he wants to remove the genitalia for this purpose. 
for the most part, opt-outs are gonna, they can write they can request something, and for the most part, it's gonna be denied. So what ends up happening is they're gonna have to figure out some other excuse of not being able to do it, and then they come and they decide, you know what, I need to switch into a different field. I can't remain in this particular. I need to switch into you know internal medicine but or family. Doesn't it go against medicine. freedom of religion? Absolutely, it so, does. So then, have have certain medical doctors uh, fought against this? And see, this is the thing: is we don't have uh, doctors are naturally very busy people, right? Yeah. So they would like to fight. But here's the second problem: the second problem is the people who are generally going to fight for things like this are going to be politically connected or activist type people. Mm -hmm. And the problem is most activists tend to be very left-leaning, yeah. even in the Muslim community. So they're not going to really, they're not going to take this on very seriously. This is not one of their things that they're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice my extra time and I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. Let me get all the Muslim doctors and Catholic doctors and uh, Latter-day Saints, Mormon doctors and Jewish doctors and, and let's, let's, let's do something about this and let's rally, you know, Washington, D.C. or the court or whatever. We don't find that. Because sadly, uh, many Muslim activists and many activists in general are left-leaning. And so they're not supporting these causes because they're kind of okay with these causes or they support these causes. And that's the problem. So you got to basically a doctor by himself doesn't have any other support, doesn't know, you know how to deal with these things, mm -hmm. doesn't know deal with activism. What is he supposed to do? Mm -hmm. It's a challenge. You have an example here. We'll show this real uh, quick clip of a planning commission meeting. And this hit the news. We had a Muslim, I guess he was exposed to some sensitivity training and they mixed it in with race and whatnot. Mm. And this is what he had to say and he put his career on the line pretty much. We will get to all of those stories in just a moment, but first our top story tonight, a Sammamish city leader resigns following his comments against the LBGTQ community. And hopefully I don't want, I'm not trying to insult anybody or trying to pro, you know, praise anybody, but uh, it's feedback based on the conversation that we had with regard to the training that we had with regard to diversity. So as my background as a Muslim person, um, uh, it is my duty in my belief to speak uh, or to promote goodness. And when I see certain things that are not uh, appropriate and not right, to at least speak about it. So this verse in the Quran says, all mankind, all people, it is not all Muslims or all Christians or all Jews or all men or all women, all mankind, all mankind. Verily, we have created you from a male and a female. And we have made you into nations and tribe so that you get to know each other, not so that you despise each other and hate each other and fight, so you get to know each other. So part of our the creation is that we are here to get to know each other, to learn from each other, so which is really a good thing. And specifically, people were created certain ways, but then to club certain people who choose a certain lifestyle and say they are among the minority, I don't believe that is the right thing. And I'm gonna be very specific, the LGBT community, and specifically creating a Pride Month for them, these are some of the most wealthy, the most connected people. I had a person who reported to me at Microsoft. He left Microsoft for a job to be an activist in that community that pays double what he was making at Microsoft. So these are not a minority people who are uh, um, uh, disenfranchised and now we need to club them as part of the minority people. So in my opinion, these are people that are promoting um, diseases 
and uh, infestation into the mind of our kids in schools. So we as a community, we should stand up for this, and that's my belief, and that's where I come from, that I don't believe this is the right way of life. God created us a male and a female, and to go and go against the creation of God and to spread diseases in the community is something that we should speak up against, or at least I would like to speak up against because that goes against my belief. So that's one, what I would like to share. I believe in diversity, this is my life. I believe, I love the diverse community in Sammamish, but if someone wants to choose a lifestyle, that's to themselves. They decide on themselves, they do it privately, that's theirs. But to go and make it a, a thing to promote this in every movie, in every TV show, everywhere, teaching our kids and poisoning our kids with this, I don't believe this is the right thing to do. So I appreciate the time that I was given, and I wanted to share my opinion on this. So this is uh, Wasim Faid, and we'd like to, if anybody knows uh, the, the um, this uh, brother, we'd like to invite him uh, on the program, put us in touch with him. What do you think of... Um, this uh, individual Muslim, he got up and he's um, he quoted some Quran mm -hmm. at a board meeting, giving his time, and I guess he's kind of uh, practicing again his freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Then he was forced to resign. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. I mean, he's definitely very brave, you know, mm -hmm. and and it's good that you know people need to be brave. You know, you can say that you know he made one or two errors in the way he used the word disease or whatever it is, but if you just look at it generally, number one, he spoke very calmly. He spoke very rationally, and he was, and he said, like, this is my view, and this is my opinion, and I love diversity and everything. So it was actually a very, it was, it was brave of him to say it. For the most part, what he said was, um, would have resonated with a lot of people. Uh, he's concerned about the children and about the kids, and it's sad to see that, you know, when somebody tries their best to be respectful, to not yell, not shout, didn't get very emotional or anything, but he's obviously, you could sense the care and concern that he has, and he's, he's talking about it, and then he's going to be penalized even for speaking, even mm -hmm. for just simply bringing up his opinion. Uh, that's very concerning. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the guy, you know, uh, again, outside of one or two words that he used, which could have been a little bit, you know, maybe better rehearsed, he's, 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 he's a hero. I mean, he's somebody where other people should have the courage and the bravery to speak up and say what their actual view is, but not always. But what's happening is people are being bullied into silence, and everyone's afraid to, to say anything. Mm -hmm. And that's if, if everyone is afraid to say something, then we're just going to continue to have more and more of this cycle perpetuate, and the situation is just going to get worse and worse. I, I was listening to a community leader. He was touching upon kind of the same things he was saying, but he was quoting the... Uh... Everybody knows potato chips are not good for them. Everybody knows that French fries aren't good for them. They know that cheesecake's not good for them. But nobody will dare speak out against the deviant sexual practices that occur in this country and are not only not talked about, are promoted by mainstream entertainment and society promoted deviant sexual practices that are harmful to the human being, pathogenic sexual practices that cause serious diseases. This isn't like a fatty food that takes time, many years before it accumulates and causes a heart attack. This is a one-time possible death sentence, and yet people won't speak honestly about it. 
The World Health Organization tells us that rectal intercourse is the most risky form of sexual behavior. That's what the World Health Organization has to say, and yet people will not say this is not a healthy choice. I don't want my child to be practicing this, male or female. This has nothing to do with sexual preference. This has to do with a sexual practice that is done amongst heterosexual people and amongst homosexual people. Yet it's harmful and nobody wants to speak about it. We need our physicians to speak up. But the core point is coming back down to the education, right? It's like, is this what we should be teaching children? This is somebody who's basically saying, listen, guys, whoever has a family, whoever cares about family values, whoever cares about your children, this is not something that's healthy for children. It's not something that's good for children. Whatever they decide later on when they when they grow up, you know, they can they can choose whatever they want. But to brainwash them at this young age to 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 swallow something which is not generally historically recognized as being natural or universal or whatever it is but then pushing it on them to say no this is what we're going to make sure that they do and you can't opt out and you have no other option and you must accept every single thing that's very problematic i mean adults want, don't want to hear this stuff i mean people don't know like this is very explicit mm -hmm. you've read some of this you've seen I've you've seen, seen the books right i've seen too many of the books unfortunately it's really like cringe i mean you're this is like very explicit where adults i mean again going back to the boardroom yeah, absolutely people in the boardroom they don't want to hear this it now. affects me i've seen the second grade books that i'm seeing i mean it's talking about you know uh just it, it's at the level of pornography and like i don't want to read that stuff For, forget my kids it, it I don't want to see that stuff. Why should I have to see that? Why, why don't you put a... If we had a rating system, right, for the way we have for movies, they should put, this book is rated R. Why don't right? they have pornography in the regular movie theaters then? Exactly. Exactly. Why, why, why not? In, why not in a rated G? Why not in a rated PG? Why don't they? Why don't they show exactly the same scene in a Disney movie? And I, I hope they don't because it wouldn't surprise me if Disney gets there or someday. Ideas, yeah, and I'm not trying to give them ideas, you know. <laughs> Within ten years, twenty years, it might be there, but but it's not there, and that's the problem is with double standards. You got one standard over here, and you're like, well, we have a rating system, and we have PG-13, or you know, we have we have R, and we have all the other ratings that are out there, and they mean something, and some people actually check them, and then when it comes to the books, because there's political pressure coming in from some other movement. That's going to basically blackmail you and say, no, but this is going to end up in your book. Where's the parental guidance? The parental guidance doesn't mean that because your teacher is there, it's all of a sudden okay. I mean, I don't know anyone says, like, oh, it's okay to watch rated R movies in kindergarten because technically your kindergarten teacher is there and she's, she's an adult or he's an adult that happens to be there. That doesn't make it okay. It's, it, it, it's funny because the word says PG, parental guidance. Mm -hmm. It didn't say random adult guidance. Right, so that's that's pretty interesting. I just thought about it right now. So, I mean, that's where people need to wake up and say we have double standards. Let's have one consistent standard, right? And and not just give, not make exceptions because there's going to be one group that's going to threaten you and say you need to do this, otherwise we're going to penalize you. And that's what's happening today. And we need to be on the side of justice, right? Be transparent, be fair, be open, and say what your actual values are so we can understand so the society can understand don't make exceptions based on fear and threats i think i've heard this from you the last time 
the count was at uh, it was at like 100 uh, I forgot how many genders oh yeah it was like 107 last I checked 107 107 yeah it's 107 yeah. this is the last time you checked that last time I checked like about a year and a half ago maybe how did they get up to 107 so you know what's happening is that they're trying to just invent as many words as possible because the larger the number, the more it's going to confuse people and think like, wow, there's so many manifestations of whatever. The word gender doesn't really mean anything anymore. The, dif the dictionaries have been redefined, right? They don't even – every every major dictionary in English has, been, has changed the word gender. If you look 20 years ago and you look at what it means now, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So it's basically completely relative. So the more genders you add – it just confuses people and they're like, wow, there's such a spectrum of diversity of gender expression and what it means. And you come up with different words. Some of the words are not from our language. They're borrowed from like international, you know, different countries uh, of manifestation of what this could be. So that's just designed to confuse people. So that, the way it got up there was the same way that the alphabet movement is become why we call it the alphabet movement because it just keeps on tacking more letters on and on there so the more letters you get added you're saying well this is part of the group and this is part of the group and this is part of the and it's all a part of the q group q means queer and queer used to mean weird right or strange and what they've done is that becomes the umbrella term which represents anyone that's not within the normal spectrum of what human beings have always understood the world to be when it comes to uh, attraction and when it comes to gender, right? So anything on that spectrum is basically considered to be queer. So the more letters you add, the more it confuses people and the more power it seems like to have. The more genders you add, the more it seems like gender must be relative. It's not just two because they just keep on adding more and more and more. And now you're like, how could the number get so high Maybe at least someone who's at least sticking to their guns and saying, no, that doesn't make sense. There's only two genders or two mm -hmm. sexes. They're like, okay, maybe if they're at 100, maybe I could jump to like three. And if you could just jump to three or four, they got you. Mm -hmm. That's all they really wanted to do that's in the, the first place. The game, all they wanted to do was just get you beyond two to say that, no, gender is not binary. Gender is not just a male and female. No, no, there's, 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 there's more than that. And they can add a hundred. It's 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 you know they can add a hundred, and they just need you to add one mm -hmm. from that hundred. They don't care about the other ninety nine, and that's that's the, the way it works. That's the game. Shaitan that's the game. That's the game. Wasn't this uh, prophesized in the Quran? Isn't this? Uh, yeah, Allah I mean, talks about that uh, Shaitan will change the creation. Shaitan is going to change the creation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's going to cause people to make changes in the creation of people. So it, it just. It, the creation, he's talking about physical creation. Now it's not only changing the creation, you're changing the definitions of creation. Like the very definition. So gender doesn't really have any meaning anymore. It's it's almost a useless term. So, I mean, science is just being manipulated, bought. I mean, at the end of the day, what is it? Uh, because all of this stuff that is in the biology, it's as it's like someone now, you know, people get bent out of shape when you got people. And, I, and I, there's, there's probably more evidence, not saying this is, I mean, you know the f people who argue the flat Earth, right? Mm. They could probably make they make they have more evidence that they can <laughs> they can make some argument. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly, right? exactly. Right. You you can manipulate things. You can make an argument, and that that's the problem. Science is viewed by the average person as being something objective, yeah. neutral, not being influenced by anything else. But 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 but, but this, today it is. But this is like the most solid. Like this is something that's being challenged. That like again in your DNA. 
it's it's you just have to look down when you go to the bathroom mm -hmm. it's just so black and white yeah and it's being questioned in the it's, tech. it's being questioned it's 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 i think people not sticking to their principles people following their desires uh not having a good grounding in some type of divine revelation or at least not having a grounding in the idea that there's an absolute morality people have basically lost lost the idea that hey there's such thing as real good and bad everything is situational ethics in the minds of people and that's part of the problem so like what is it what does it mean to be a good person what does mm -hmm. it mean to be an evil person would you say according to uh, what you're seeing are most people that are going towards this are people who just deny God altogether uh, I would say most of the people are either very skeptical about God and about any type of revealed religion in general and then the second strand are those people who internally they're skeptical uh, but they don't want to openly say it so they're trying to reframe and change their religion around to accommodate and say no 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 that's that's not really what the verses say or that's not really what the scripture was saying mm -hmm. and they're going to try to basically twist around whichever scripture it is whether it's the quran or it's the bible or it's the torah or you know uh they're going to try and twist it around so that it f suits what they want it to believe and that that's that's what's the point of scripture then mm -hmm. if, if scripture is just going to be something that fits whatever you want it to fit and you're just going to reinterpret anything whatever the way that you want it's pretty much useless if you're going to pick and choose tell us uh, bring us up to speed with this alberta recordings yeah so in alberta uh in, in canada there was there was a school that took place there was a school where there was like a pride week happening and many of the muslims they're like we don't want our kids to see that pride stuff so we're just going to keep them out of school that week they went back to school the next day and one of the teachers took them to the side. These are mostly, mostly Muslim students. Uh, maybe it's all Muslim students. And started just yelling at them. And, you know, thank God, you know, alhamdulillah, we say, that one of the students took out their phone and just started recording. So we have exactly the script of what this teacher was saying. Mm -hmm. And she's yelling and screaming at them and saying, you know what, you are so disrespectful not coming to school. And she says, if you believe... Basically, she's saying if you believe something is wrong with like LGBT, rainbow movement, homosexuality, whatever it is, you can't live here. You shouldn't be a Canadian citizen. You don't belong in this country. You should go somewhere else because we believe in freedom. So ironic that she said that, mm -hmm. right? We believe in freedom. And if you don't like that, then you can't be here because this is part of the law. It was so strange. And then, and then she starts guilt tripping the Muslim kids and said, we celebrated your Eid and we celebrated your Ramadan. And you're not showing the same amount of respect to you know the LGBT wow. people in in the in the school. And there's there's a problem. This is such a, you know Muslims should not be tricked. Nobody should be tricked into this line of thinking. There's two problems with this argument. Problem number one is, no Muslim has ever told anyone else that you should celebrate Eid. No no one goes to school and say, hey man, hey hey John, hey 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 uh, Kathy, if you're not wearing a Eid Mubarak T-shirt, then you're disrespecting me as a Muslim. But the other way around. If you don't wear that rainbow tag on during Pride Month, you're not you're not an ally. And if you're not an ally, that means you're a homophobe and you're a bigot and you're a this and you're a that. So that's number one. Number two, what look at the deal. Basically, you get to pick and choose any part of our religion that you want and say, we're going to celebrate that because it fits into our framework. But in exchange, what do you have to do? You have to change your scripture 
any verse that we don't like, like the verse of the you know pe pe uh, people of Prophet Lut, Prophet Lot, all the verses, you know, there's 105 verses mentioned in the Quran about Lot. We want you to change the interpretation of the meaning of your book. So we'll celebrate. We'll, we'll put up a little, uh, you know, crescent for Ramadan to show that you know we're we're helping you celebrate. We're happy you're celebrating Ramadan. But you got in exchange, you gotta you gotta change your scripture. You gotta change the Quran around. What a horrible deal! That's a pretty sucky deal. No one should go with that deal. So that's what's happening, and that's horrible because you know what? Like, imagine a kid. Imagine a ten-year-old has to go to school, and their teacher's gonna basically say like. You shouldn't even live in this country. I mean, that's 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 horrendous. Wow. You know, that that's just that's straight up. That's Islamophobia. That's Islamophobia. Mm -hmm. That's Islamophobia coming from the political left. We experienced it from the political right, and now we're experiencing it from the political left. Sadly, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Nobody's telling anybody to celebrate Eid. Pray five times. I mean, to have to implement Islam. Not at all. Fa fast, fast the whole Ramadan. If no. you want to, you want to show your respect to us. We're not asking you to fast. No. You know. But then you go and you see what they're what uh, people are walking around naked at. Uh, grown men who are walking around naked at these pride parades. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the crazy thing is, parents who will bring their children to this. That's the scary thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you been bullied at all? Have you have you been attacked? Uh, you're there, right in the heart of all, everything. Have you had people who have approached you, have come to your masjid, and uh, we've had in our masjid not so much. I was at a protest once. Um, it was against the American Academy of Pediatrics because uh, you know they're over medicalizing children at this young age. So yeah, we we got harassed by some protesters. Uh, it was pr pretty nasty, you know. Someone came and started, uh, you know, shouting us down. Uh, turned around, stuck their rear end out in front of me and in front of like one of the like, other speakers there. Mooned you? Yeah, basically mooned us. Yeah, right there. And it's just like, and for them, that's like that's their way of that's their way of protesting, uh -huh. you know. So um, yeah, it was really sad to see that. Uh, so yeah, I, I've I've been uh, I've been the target of that a little bit, not not to the extent. Yeah. I've had a YouTube video taken down uh, of some something that I said as well. Other than that, it's not been so bad because I kind of have been staying mostly uh, within the uh, space of the Muslim community and teaming up on with with uh, you know religious folks, uh, Christian community, the Jewish community uh, on issues like this particularly. But I know if. Uh, I were invited to certain places dealing with this topic, there definitely would be a lot more pushback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm kind of privileged to be in a, in a masjid environment. So I, I, I thank yeah. God for that, you know. So there's a lot of uh, rabbis and other Christian uh, priests and uh, people in the Christian community who are, are working together Absolutely. with you on this? Absolutely. Yeah? Yes, yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, and it's so nice to see that because we didn't really have... I mean, we had stuff to work on, but we have not been working on too many other issues. But now this issue is affecting everybody, and it's affecting their children. So now they're like, you know what? Whatever else is happening in other parts of the world, whatever other our differences are, this is something that's affecting us right here in our own community. Let's, let's team up on this. Let's do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I think we should do something about it, you know? What do you think people would say if you had now many women who were activating, um, who would be uh, advocating for... Uh, children to be taught because now there's not a lot of high value men they're not being able to get married 
Hmm. And now they wanted uh, people to get educated on polygyny, for example. You hmm. think they'd allow this in the schools? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. Huh? Absolutely no way. No, no I, I think they would decriminalize or at least they would normalize incest before they would normalize polygyny. That's my view. Yeah? Yes, this is my view. And unfortunately, I, I see it leaning in that direction. You see what? Uh, incest being more normalized. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. They have that, uh, what is it called? Minor attracted uh, peoples? Yeah, yeah, is exactly. The it's, it's some, yeah, one of these terms that came out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so this is what happens when you, when you mess with sexuality and you try to, it, it's just whatever feels good and whatever follows your desires. You can go and turn this identity politics and just saying, this is how I feel and my feelings turn into an identity for me and we must respect everyone's identity but identity based on skin and based on ethnicity kind of like what uh, the brother was saying that's different from identity based on your desires or your inclinations right mm -hmm. so if i'm an angry person i don't identify as i'm an angry you know south asian muslim man that's not part of your you know that's that's not part of your identity Right, that's just the the feelings that you have. So that's not the way we look at these things. So I have, I I, I do see um, this is probably gonna get a little bit worse before it starts getting better. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? yeah, yeah. We never had that. So people just because someone feels a certain way, hmm. now today the person feels more feminine. Now the person ends up uh, wanting to uh, chop off a perfectly healthy body part. Mm -hmm. And we've seen. Have you seen? You've seen a lot of people who've gone down this route. Hmm. And they're in a, in a total um, state of now regret. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lifelong, it's a life affecting decision. You know, it's it's like when you get a bunch of tattoos mm -hmm. and then you regret and you're like, oh, why did I get my you know yeah. girlfriend or whoever's tattoo on my or some verse or something? And then you try to remove it, you can laser it off, but there's still going to be some marks. Yeah, when you when you start with the hormones. And when you start with the surgery and you start cutting off parts and you start taking one part cut off and turn, you know, when you take a, a you know, not to get so explicit, but you take a penis and turn it into a vagina or vice versa or whatever it is. To, if you decide to go back because you had a change of mind and there's thousands of people who have a change of mind and say, we want to detransition. You're never going to be the same again. I've encountered dozens of people, spoken to them. You've spoken to them. I've spoken to them. I've spoken to them. I know about their life story and the stuff that they tell me, that they wish they could have children. They wish they could go back to their original voice that they used to have. They wish that, uh, you know, the effect that it had on their bones uh, would not be there. I mean, it, it drains. It, it really, you know, you're playing with your body. And you can't go back to where you originally should have normally been. And it's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. And the research is pretty clear that it's, it's almost like in California when, 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 when people were uh, saying that the, you know, cannabis is legalized, marijuana is, is legalized for medical purposes. You could literally walk into a doctor's office, talk to him for like 30 seconds, and he'll issue you a prescription and say, you're good to go. So they just go and buy some marijuana legally and just smoke it and get high. The same thing is happening when it comes to therapists. You go and you say, you go to a therapist, you have like one session, say, you know, I kind of feel like I'm struggling with my gender identity, whatever it is. They're going to give you a prescription and be like, you're, you're, you're a good candidate for 
uh, testosterone or you're a good candidate for any type of hormones. You start the hormone therapy or you're a good candidate for puberty blockers. You start that and then from there you eventually start to you start to feel different and you're like, oh wow, I mean, I've heard this, the experiences that I've had from people that I've spoken to. Like one woman, she's like, this is what it feels like to be a guy. I, she's pumping hormones into herself. She's like, I feel like this renewed sense of confidence. My muscles are growing. I'm this, I'm that. This is pretty cool. This is pretty interesting. Comes with some, you know, downsides, but this is this is cool. I'll try it out for a while, and then you just keep going and you keep growing. You going, and then you do the surgery and you do this and you do that, and you try and go back. You change your mind. You're like, what in the world was I thinking? You can't go back. It's very very hard to go back to where you were before. I mean, it's not a permanent change, right? But you're not going to be the same person, mm -hmm. you know. And that's scary, man. That's very scary. Mm -hmm. Life's never the same again. Never the same again. Yeah. Never the same. Yeah. So then um, if we go to um, another aspect of this, is it seems like this is more of an infringing on, on women's uh, rights also. Women want to be in their own space and the bathroom and even young sports. kids. Sports. Sports. I they want to have their own sports. And now men are coming and they're intruding. Des they're destroying all of their records. Mm -hmm. I mean, in swimming, in track, in everything, you just have a guy comes and identifies as female, whether or not they have genuine, you know, uh, diagnosed gender dysphoria or not, they can completely shatter the world record of somebody who, you know, all these women have been, you know, putting in their whole life into the sport to be able to do something and then some you know, trans athlete comes and just shatters, just destroys it completely, whether it's high school or whether it's uh, a world record or something like that. That's very, very concerning. And it's very unfair. And a lot of women are very upset about that. And that's mm -hmm. why they're like, at least in sports, like draw some line. And still most politicians and most, uh, you know, people who are in positions of power, they won't even draw a line in sports. Mm -hmm. And that's very sad. I mean, just imagine in, in, in martial arts and things like that. I mean, you're going to get some some massive injuries. You, I mean, the records being broken, injuries, so many other things that are happening, kickboxing, things like that. This is, this is, this is where people, like when we've gotten this far, right? This is where people need to start waking up and saying, listen, this is too much. Like Glenn Greenwald, you know, who himself is gay, he's basically saying, it's gone too far. The rest of the American community and Canadians and everyone else around the world needs to realize it's gone too far. It's time to make a change now. Mm -hmm. And what's that change? What uh, what can people do? People people need to start speaking up. They need to say, "Listen, this is not healthy for our community. This is not healthy for our. We're not going to keep on making exceptions to uh, something that is nature. We're, we're not here to. We're not going to sit here. We don't like bullying anybody. Okay, we dis disagree with somebody on whatever they're doing morally. We're not going to bully them. We're not going to call them names. Keep." Keep those laws in place, whatever small laws like that are, are there, that's fine. But to force everyone else to shift their mentality, to conform, to overrepresent in media and say you must have a quota, this many people you know, from uh, the movement need to be within the main characters of this film or that film, uh, the curriculum needs to be there and kids need to be taught this. We need to, we need to bring all that stuff back to equilibrium and what it used to be and stop pretending like there's this massive uh, p keeping people in fear and saying that, you know what, if you, we don't do this, 
then people are going to die. They're going to commit suicide. They, this is all, this is false propaganda. Like CNN just came up with an article that was a travel advisory for people in Canada who are LGBT. They should be careful of moving, you know, traveling to America because they're going to, they're, they're in serious danger. It's such an exaggeration. It's, 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 it's political propaganda. We need to stop the exaggeration. We, people need to speak up and say we're tired of this false propaganda the way that people were people who were had a little people of conscience uh they were speaking out when there was propaganda on the war in iraq and they're like come on man you really got chem, uh proof of chemical uh, chemical weapons and weapons of mass destruction and all that whenever you see something false in the media people should wake up and they should say hey we're tired of that we know that's false Stop trying to, you know, trick us and brainwash us for whatever political objective you have. So when people need to wake up today, it means people need to wake up and say, listen, these aren't the real facts. You know, this is this is an exaggeration. It's overrepresentation. There's a minority uh, group that happens to be in very high positions of power that are pressuring you to do all of this. This needs to stop. I mean, even Fox News a few months ago, I mean, during Pride Month, I couldn't believe it. Fox News of all places has got like a thing on their website about like pride flags and uh, we're, we're celebrating pride. I'm like, what? Where, where's, the, where's the values and the ethics that you guys were supposed to have represented or at least you, you know, people affiliated you with, associated you with? So people need to come back to their core values, stop being afraid to speak up and say, we're gonna speak the truth because if we don't, then there'll be nobody left to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, you gave an example of someone who came to listen to one of your talks one time, and I think later on they came. They had um, they were inclined towards a certain lifestyle. Mm. And do you remember the story? That is Ellie, Kelly and Ellie maybe. I forgot the, the yeah. It was, someone who became Muslim and she had a yes, partner. And, okay, okay yes. yeah, it's with Cal Poly Pomona. Yes, yeah, was in a university. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened with that? I mean, so th this actually the person ended up shifting their lifestyle. They were inclined towards the desires a certain way. Yeah. And then they listened to one of your talks and what happened with Yeah, them? so I mean she came they, they were they, you know they were they were they were a lesbian couple inside the university and um you know they were one at least one of them was genuinely interested in learning about Islam. So she came to an intro to Islam and said, "You know, I'm really interested in learning more. I don't really know much about this religion." So I explained what are the principles of Islam and everything like that. And then I found out like a few months later that uh you know she broke up with her girlfriend and she went through a really tough time and she's like well islam seems like a really nice religion and it seems to make sense to me and i'm going through something in my life so she became muslim and then she became muslim and then she started wearing hijab you know she started putting on the headscarf and everything and she gave up pork and all of that stuff and uh, i remember you know speaking uh with uh, i think it was with her or with somebody next to her saying, you know, the most difficult thing for me in, in my life to give up, giving up pork was easy and wearing the hijab was easy and starting the five days, you know, five times prayer, all of that stuff was not the biggest challenge for me. The biggest challenge was being able to give up my identity of being a lesbian and being gay. But she's saying, but I did it for Allah. And, and that was just it was so powerful for me. I, I didn't realize like how challenging that would be. Most people are like, you know, pork oh man i miss those you know bacon burgers or whatever it is or you know wearing a hijab is really hard people are going to be staring at you but for her it's like this was a core part of my identity that's kind of the way she grew up 
And she's like, but I realized that even though it was, once I realized that this is not what God wants, and internally she probably knew that something is also not right about it, she goes, I'm going to adjust my lifestyle in a way that I know is better for me, even though it's hard. And I think that's, that's a huge lesson for everybody, is that you know it can be really tough. Changing your life can be really tough. But when it's for the right cause, and it's actually going to be good for you in this life as well as in the next life, then you do it. Mm-hmm. You do it, and, and, and God will make it easy for you. Can we say now that, I mean, as Muslims, uh, we, we, we love for humanity what we love for ourselves. So we want good for humanity. Exactly. We want, we want to protect the children. Uh, we're doing this out of the love. And if somebody has a certain lifestyle, if they would consider this way of life, I mean, uh, if they evaluate themselves and see where they're at right now, are they, are they truly in contempt, um, uh, in peace? Uh, are they truly... Are there is that void filled? Is are they ha- happy in the sense that they're going through life, um, you know, feeling that their purpose is being met? I mean, and then they compare it to what they can get here, like this person mm. uh, that you gave the story about. I mean, they've considered, and it seems like people when they follow the desires, you just try one thing that doesn't bring you any kind of a contentment. You go to the next thing, and then you just keep going. You keep climbing the ladder. You keep going, going. And just like many of these people you talk about, then they make this decision. Shaitan takes you to the point of no return now. Mm. But and while you're alive, there's always hope, isn't there? There's always a point that always. you can go ahead and, and return to your maker, to your creator. And that's where that void gets filled. That's where you get that contentment. That's where you get that solace, joy, and happiness. Right? Exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. And until your life is over, you always have an opportunity to make that change. And when you make that change, you feel, you feel the difference in your life. You know, you, when you live with purpose and an objective purpose, not just a purpose you define for yourself to run around and just eat, drink, and be merry. But when you, when you, have, when you understand why you've been created and why you're here, just that in and of itself brings you a type of solace and contentment in your life that you're not going to find anywhere else mm-hmm. no. thank you thank you for uh, spending some time with us no, uh, not my pleasure going over this uh, hopefully we can uh, make a difference make a change do our small part and um, if there's anybody who wants to um, if you have some Christians uh, some other people of other uh, face consciousness and they're in your area or they they want to speak out they want to go ahead and unify so we can have uh, a stronger voice mm-hmm. uh, what do you advise them yeah yeah i mean they could reach out to me uh, reach out to any of the uh, uh muslim leadership uh we'd love to work with you uh mm-hmm. my contact information is easily available just type my name in I've known Brother Eddie and the Dean show for many, many years. And as a matter of fact, I was one of the original people who showed up on his show, alhamdulillah. And he's been doing a great job, alhamdulillah, and spreading the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his show, through his activities and, and da'wah. Right now, they're working, alhamdulillah, on a great uh, project, uh, the Dean Center, which has now taken this da'wah from such a small show to become life, inshallah ta'ala. A mega program, bidnillahi azzawajal, where we propagate the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a larger audience. And uh, they need your support. And I give them my support, inshallah ta'ala, for the deen center. Uh, hopefully, inshallah ta'ala, you can uh, uh, look into it and put some uh, uh, running charity and work for yourself, inshallah, in this project that brings you continuous charity for the rest of your life until the day of judgment. Support the deen center. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa I cannot leave without giving you a gift. If you're not yet Muslim and you tune in to see what these Muslims are talking about and you like a free copy of the Quran, go ahead and visit thedeanshow.com. 
We'll take care of the postage and everything and get it delivered to you. And if you still have some questions about Islam, call us at 1-800-662-4752. We'll see you next time. Until then, peace be with you. Assalamu